This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, we're going to do a podcast. Al didn't have his headphones on, but I'm ready to go, and I can't speak. Al, what's up, man? How are you? Hello there, Jerry. I have a uh, recommendation uh, for Netflix if people are looking for something. And then uh, this uh, this documentary series, I only watched episode one, but it involved something I'd never heard of before. The name of the web uh, documentary series is called Web of Make-Believe. Okay. And it involves something called swatting. Are you from, no, I'm not familiar with this. Swatting? No. Yeah, so I believe, I could be incorrect, there may be some swatting experts out there, but from what I gathered from episode one of this, the term uh, swatting started in the online gaming industry where people would be playing games with other people across the country or across the world and uh, something would go wrong where they felt disrespected in the game and they would... Uh, they would try to get the SWAT team to show up to their opponent's house. Oh. Like the actual SWAT team. So what they would do is they would find out where this person lived. They would call the SWAT. They would call 911 and say, uh, I just shot my father in the head. Did I, you go to jail for that? Yeah. Well, they they can't find... Well, I think eventually, yes, because this kid's doing interviews from jail oh, oh, okay. in this documentary. But says, I, you know, I shot my father in the head. I have my sister held hostage. I don't know what to do. Uh, I'm at... And it gives an address. And then while they're still playing online, the idea is that you would see on the video, if they have a video camera, the SWAT team come in and break down their door and all this stuff. So that's what this is about. Wow. Swatting. But it has become a thing where people get addicted to swatting and then they just start doing things How like... How do you get addicted to that? Well, they 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 start seeing like, what what else can I get evacuated? Like, what could I get evacuated? So could I get a school evacuated? Oh, that's lovely. Could I get the TV news Why studio? Are people such a-holes? Yeah. They, yeah, it's crazy. I don't but in uh, in in this very first episode I'm watching, the um, one of the gamers gives out his old address. He goes, "Oh yeah, you want to do something about it? Here's my address." He gives out his old address, and this guy calls in a nine one one call, 
the SWAT team shows up and a guy gets shot who was just in his living room watching TV. So it's pretty wild. It is a wild scene out there, man. There's a lot of good people out there, but I mean, the <laughs> swatting. The bad ones just sometimes you can't take it anymore. Yeah. It's like the human race. <laughs> Garbage, Jerry. It's just it's filth. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah. interesting. Web of Make Believe, it's called on Netflix. I, the whole online thing, the gaming thing. Yes. It's just no thanks. Yeah, I mean, this is what I say. Oh, thank you. Then they get into also the whole online gaming thing and how these kids, like, they are uh, troubled teens and that when they play these games, they escape their real life for those hours that they're playing, so they just keep playing and playing. I but guess. the problem is they're all shooting games. Oh, yeah. yeah it'll be one thing if you uh, ducked out of your life to play Madden all day long. I not know. good, but at least you're just, you know, playing football strategy. You're not, like, shoot first-person shooter games. Did you see the despicable video of what happened in Buffalo? Did you see that? I did not. Don't. I did not see that video. It looks like a video game. Oh, yeah, I'm not watching and it. And it is heinous. Yeah. It's sad. So I got released? Oh, it's out there. Really? It It, it is stomach-turning. Yeah. It, it's yeah, I'm depressing. not I, There's not enough words to describe it. But video game comes to mind immediately. And yeah. I, I hate to say that, but it, it does. It's just, it is, that's a sick human being, man. Yeah, I don't like to watch any videos where someone really Me neither. gets hurt. I don't either. I, I heard it. I'm like, what are you watching? And they go, this was, he goes, you, you turn away. This is not good. I'm like, what? And then I saw it. I'm like, oh my God. I yeah. saw maybe five seconds of it. I'm like, I can't watch that. Even when there's like a video, it's like, watch this person get punched in the face. Like, I don't I don't know that I want to watch a person get, unless the person was being a total tool. Like I do, I don't mind a video where somebody's bullying someone and the bully gets punched in oh, the face. Oh, that's fantastic. That I like. Uh, that's awesome. Or a criminal tries to mug somebody and it turns out they're mugging an MMA fighter. Oh, that I'll watch. I totally agree. Totally agree. I wrote down a note here, Jerry. I, I don't know what it means now. I wrote this note down during the show. I wrote it under swatting. I wrote down breaking down raw. What could that mean? You wrote it. Breaking down raw? I have no idea. A wrestling thing? No, no wrestling. Rawlings? No. No, no. Hold on. Breaking down. Oh, raw. <laughs> uh, I was listening to a podcast. Okay. It's a really good podcast, which I like. It's called Why Are You Laughing? Okay. It's Blind Mike from the uh, Kirk Minahan show. It's his podcast. And they take a different uh, uh, a topic having to do with comedy and they break it down. Just one hour, what they talk about. So they, the latest episode that I listened to, they, they broke down Eddie Murphy's Raw. Oh, okay. And, and they talk about it. They talk about where we were at as a society. Uh, they play a bunch of clips. Do they really? Yeah. It is unbelievable how much raw like and then to think and 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 hmm. so like um there's a lot of uh homophobic jokes mm -hmm. in raw i thought in delirious too yes uh i don't know i know i never okay. i was never into eddie murphy the same I, way i was into eddie murphy the actor not the comedian correct same here the same way i wasn't into dice right i wasn't into the really dirty comedians mm -hmm. and i always felt like Eddie Murphy was a dirty comedian. Yeah. Oh, he, he was filthy. Because like I remember kids in in school listening to Raw, and they would all do the impressions of like 
the honeymooners having sex with each yes. other. And Ralph I was like, and Ed. It just seems so cool. Like, Bend over and let me... You know, it just like, yep. seems such an easy joke. I don't know. It just seemed too easy to Dan Orton. Yeah, it's like stupid. Yeah, no, I, I remember that Here's one. James Brown, you know, and then doing a James Brown impression. I just... I, it wasn't my thing. I didn't like the dice nursery rhymes. I gotcha. and I'm banging this chick. Oh, like... Uh, it was, seemed so basic to me. It what made him rich, though. Yes. But it's interesting to hear them break it down. And then... To talk about how Eddie Murphy, much like Ice Cube, who had all those uh, songs with the NWA, uh, how they then became Disney people. And that that probably wouldn't happen today. Because now they would look at your past and you wouldn't be able to... You wouldn't get hired. Yeah, you wouldn't get hired. But it's also funny that they'll still put Eddie Murphy in things. I I I was going to say he's beyond that, but I guess no one really is. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. Interesting. Yeah, but it was kind of, it was kind of cool to uh, th- they break down some interesting topics on that show, like they did a whole thing about the se- sex for Sam Opie and Anthony. Oh, they really? They did a whole thing on the Andrew Dice Clay's album where he just showed up at some comedy club, right, and had nothing nothing prepared, <laughs> and was just calling people in the audience whores and things. It was just so <laughs> bizarre. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. It's called... Uh, I'm sure they paid to get in. Uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> it's called Why Are You Laughing? Okay. Podcast, so I nice. recommend that, Jerry. Okay. What else do I have here? Oh, <laughs> how about this uh, headline? Yeah. As soon as I saw this, I said I need to break this out for Jerry. Scientists determine that you might be able to breathe through your butthole. How about that, Jerry? How do you, how do, you do this? Let's say it says... Uh, Getting the oxygen needed for survival. Isn't is it, that called passing gas? No, it's you're breathing. You get oxygen in. You can suck in through That's your That's got to stink. You have terrible breath, sir. <laughs> yeah, ass breath. <laughs> yeah, ass breath, yeah. <laughs> Getting the oxygen needed for survival is achieved through various processes in the animal kingdom. Insects gather oxygen through holes in their bodies, and some vertebrate animals can breathe through their butts. Is this what you did this weekend? You uh, tried to breathe through your ass? I said a whole bunch of, I, I did a whole bunch of scientific ex, um, Look, mommy, experiments. Mommy, that bald guy, he's doing yoga. No, daughter, he's breathing through his ass. He's breathing through his butt. <laughs> uh, my, it says mice and pigs are capable of intestinal I'm respiration. I'm the pig, you're the mouse. <laughs> They're capable of intestinal respiration we under the right conditions. We are not capable conditions. of breathing through our butts. Stop it. Giving researchers reason to believe that other mammals, like humans, might have the same capability. Yeah. Might. Can someone stop paying this jackass to study this? Good Mm -hmm. Lord. Says Jerry, further testing is needed to determine if intestinal ventilation might be an effective life-saving tool. In other words, here's what they're saying, Jerry. Not that you would go around breathing out of your butthole. What they're saying is, you know how, like... um, if someone gets uh, an obstructed, like they're choking on something every once in a while in a real dire emergency, they have to cut a hole uh, in their uh, uh, throat, what do you, their throat yeah. for them to breathe. That instead of doing that, they could just open up their buttholes. And if your body's desperate, maybe it will start breathing out of your butt. How do you think that, that, that conference call goes? <laughs> it's on the docket today. Ass breathing. Break. We've got a scientific uh, breakout uh, through butt breathing. 
Now, of course, if you were desperate, they'd have to pull your pants down so you could breathe. Otherwise, you'd be breathing in your jeans, which is not effective. This is so stupid. Yeah, this is a stupid topic, but it seems like if mice and pigs can breathe through their butts, could we be far behind, Jerry? Let me know how that goes today when you try. <laughs> I'm going to go home. I'm going to have some lunch. I'm going to walk the dog. Then I'm going to try to breathe through my butt. <laughs> That's a Monday. What I'm going to do, Jerry, is I'm going to put a... Um, uh, a clothespin on my nose. <laughs> you're gonna put a cork in your mouth. I'm gonna put a cork in my mouth, and I'm gonna let my butthole breathe. Breathe in, butthole. <laughs> we have said news to pass along. Al Dukes has passed away. Turns out you cannot breathe from your butthole. So do not try this at home. I told you the guys on Howard Stern show a couple years ago. Richard, who loves uh, craft beers, okay, was swore he could. Tell you the type of beer if you poured it in his butt. And he could tell the difference between a pumpkin ale beer. What are we doing? (laughs) What are we doing? I don't know. We're experimenting through the butt. Okay. I don't like anything with the butt. (laughs) No. Nothing. does. Nothing. I'm not interested in anything having to do with the butt, Jerry. You've said that before. I agree with you. I have said that before. It's one of my one of my mottos I live by. Not interested in the butt. That and children are the rats of society, as you've said. Right. I meant that. I, I you know. I don't know how you meant that. I do recall this conversation. I thought you were going to say regret. Okay. We were talking about uh, how uh, there were a number of people here that were sick that all probably got sick from their kids. And I was saying, you know, how rats spread disease, that children spread disease like rats. So children, I gotcha. I remember what happened. It was a day where I think uh, you were out and CeeLo was sick, but trying to work from home and I couldn't hear him. He kept cutting (laughs) out and I was screaming about children (laughs) causing disease. Did you do anything fun for Father's Day? You went to, you had baseball games? We had a game Friday night at eight, Saturday morning at 10, Saturday at four, and then yesterday at 12. And then my parents came over with my brother and my nephew and his girlfriend at about... Three o'clock. Your nephew has a girlfriend or your brother? My nephew has a girlfriend. Does your brother have a girlfriend? No. He's like you, except he likes doing things. Interesting. Yes. So how about this? That I'm at uh, at um, Father's Day dinner, which I had Saturday night with my parents. Okay. Made a reservation dairy for 530. That's fine. Late for me. Yeah. It's a Saturday. And Gina at one point says to my mother, did Al used to like to do things? <laughs> And I know my mother didn't want to get in the middle. My mother could sense what was going mm-hmm. on. And she goes, uh, and I jumped in. I go, yeah. I said, I did. Yeah, sometimes. I said, like, when you're younger, you don't consider traffic. And, like, it would. that was never crossed my mind. Yeah. Right? You just did it. We just did it because what else were we doing? We wanted right. to get out of the house because right. we were living with our parents. Yeah, I would, like, wait in line. I would. The other thing, too, was. When I was younger, I always had friends that loved to, to drive, and I didn't care to drive. Right. So I would agree to do anything if somebody else was driving, because to me, yeah, I'm along for the ride. We're going to play some Metallica cassettes in the car. We're going to drive around. Like, I had a friend who used to, my friend Dave, he used to sometimes call on at, like, you know, 10 o'clock at night. He'd be like, I want to go put some bets in at the Meadowlands. You want to go for a ride? I'd be like, y- you picking me up? Yeah, I'll pick you up. Perfect. You're in. And we'd go all the way up to the Meadowlands. Yeah. Probably had a gambling problem. 
He'd put his uh, horse race bets sure. in, and then we'd head back home. But it was something to do. It was something to do. I, I really do believe, I could be well off on this, but I really do believe the length of time that we've worked these hours yeah. to has shifted our, just our focus on what's important. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to take Matthew to the Met game the other night when our game got canceled Thursday night. I saw the traffic. I'm like, no. And in the past, I would have jumped on the canal. I still wanted to do it, but that prevented me from going. And also, I'm like, I can't get there late. And then if the game's going long, I'm not staying till 11 p.m. It's just too much. Yeah. And I think about all that now, whereas before I never did. And I'm and I mean this too. I said this to a friend the other day. I am constantly tired. That plays a big part. It does. Of wanting to do things and not being in like you already, you probably already have a short fuse. Right. Because we're on edge. We don't, you know, I'm sorry. Five hours a night is not enough sleep. We know it, and yet we can st we still do it. Correct. I try some nights. It just it is what it is. It's like you don't want to be bothered with the aggravation of the crowds. It's it's hard. It really yeah. is. And I'm still, I got a 17-year-old and a 12-year-old. I'm still in the middle of it. But there are days I sit there and wish I, I just want to be home on the deck having a beer looking at the birds. Mm -hmm. Like an old man. Right. It just sounds so peaceful. Yeah, I remember even going into, like, my friend Paul was into these alternative rock bands before they were playing larger yeah. venues. And we'd, like, get, he'd get tickets to go into, uh, to see shows in New York, and we'd drive in. Yeah. Could not fathom doing that now. Right. But I was like, you're driving? Yeah. I'll go for the lift. Ready yeah. to go see the Pixies? But why not? All right. Sounds like a fun but time. Before, right. Might also, meet a girl. Who knows? Right. And tickets were, I think, probably, like, Seventeen dollars. Oh, that too. Yeah. I mean, well, the cost of things is another yeah issue that makes things prohibitive. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, there's a lot of cool things you want to do, and then you see, wow, it's going to cost me two grand. I'm out. Yeah. Like, and come then on. Gina said, you know, you're you know you're getting worse yeah. at not wanting to do things. I go, yes, yes, I am. It's funny. She said, when will you begin living? And I said, when I retire. She goes, that's not how you live. I said, yeah, but I don't have to worry about getting up for work. See that. Right. All that That's stuff. the problem is the, the sleep schedule. I actually think, could be wrong, I think if you had a job, and we're in radio, so we don't work 10-hour days or nine. Right. We barely work eight. We don't even work eight hours days, to be quite honest. Correct. If you had a job where you were working not far from home and your hours were 10 to 3.30, the equivalent of what we're doing, basically, five and a half, 10 to 4.00. You could sleep in the morning. When you got home, it wasn't midnight. You could go out to dinner at 6 p.m. You were home by 4.30. I would think by the weekends, you're ready to go do something. Yeah. Because even, the, like for me, I'm I'm getting more like you in one aspect, and that's I really enjoy time home and just chilling out. But on Saturday, I got to go do something. I can't sit home. I don't want to. That's where I'm different from you. I, I have no problem getting in the car and driving to Atlantic City on a Saturday knowing that I'm going to sleep in on Sunday morning there and then I'll deal with the traffic coming home and then I'll ease into my Sunday night. That's fine. I got to do something. On, even if it's dinner with friends, I'll go out dinner at 930. I don't care. But there are days I'm just like, I, ah, it's enough. It's enough. Need to kind of Sunday bed. God, you get up at 230 in the morning on Monday. Right. It blows. Like this, I the, love the job. I, this sleep thing is a freaking disaster yeah it's uh yeah it's it's a it's unique and i know i'm sure someone will cry me a river seven hours i, I know we don't we, we don't work a lot i know you get up at 2 30 
Cry me a river, puss boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Hmm. It's frustrating. It is. What else? Oh, I, this is interesting, Jerry. Jack White, you know him from White Stripes? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess he's got a new record coming out, or maybe it is out now. Uh, he says that he went, he did interviews for this, uh, CBC uh, interview. Says he went five days with no food while writing his new record. Quote, I wanted to see what I would write under those conditions, under that idea, being alone and fasting, what my brain and my body would come up with. What I come up with? Would I get frustrated? Would I get angry? Would I get upset? Would I be depressed? What kind of lyrics would come out? Have we heard them yet or... Uh, let's see. Uh, he says, so maybe you'll get a song like if I die tomorrow, but also happy things come out. My song queen of the bees. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you should eat something. <laughs> queen of the bees, Jerry. Yeah. The amount of energy your body gets on the second, third, second and third day from that is outstanding. It's not to be believed. Now, Boomer was saying that with his that prolon thing he was doing, yeah. that the first day was rough, but then the second and third day were somewhat pleasant. Yeah. I don't know how that is. I don't either. My guess is he's going to have no hits on this record, and he's going <laughs> to go back to eating stuff. Where would he even be played? Uh, Aside well, from Satellite. Yeah, I don't 92. know. 92.3 play that? I guess they would. I don't know. They might. You know, since I removed uh, the... Uh, satellite out of my car i'm here in some of the local stations mm-hmm. i had to tell you though down the shore a lot of things are staticky yeah i know like 92 threes that crackly. blows me away that that's bad by you yeah i would think any new york station right and over the water should be one one they're actually all crackly yeah that's not good yeah maybe stream them on the odyssey app odyssey do 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 boom boom Oh, speaking of uh, these the hours and all. Yeah. So I did. My sister was having everyone over for Father's Day yesterday, but she's an hour and ten minutes from yeah. me. And I know Jerry. They eat at like six thirty at oh, night on a Sunday. On a Sunday, out. and then I'm an hour uh, out. Right. So I said, you know what? I'll go see pops Saturday night. Yeah. Spend time with I them do a lot of that. Yeah. Plus, actually, if I go. If I go at the, to a party there, there's all people around. Yes. You have less less time with your parents. because you're very every, true. You know, Jerry, everyone wants to talk, talk to me. I'm very famous. I hate the Sunday night thing. Yeah, me too. With a passion. Yes. That's why everybody came over. And I guess they know. Like, they came over yesterday. So my parents came to Joseph's game at noon. And then they came over right after at 2.30. So it wasn't so bad. Everybody knew, though, by 6 o'clock, like, hey, he's getting up in eight hours. We got to go. Yeah. You know what? Thank you. That's, yes. That's thank awesome. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. So by 6, 6.15, everyone was everyone gone. Everyone was gone. And I was able to kind of chill out for a half hour, and I laid down at 7, whatever it was, 7.30. Yeah. That's it's, the way to do it, Jerry. It is tough. I love Saturday events. Not yeah, I Sunday. Like, I like Friday Saturday. night and Saturday night. Yeah. Friday night, not as much as Saturday, because I am tired, unless I take a nap. But yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, Oh, yeah. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up program. All right. Uh, I did that with CeeLo this morning because you were hosting. Yes. I've decided I can't do the five. It's, it's too enough, much. right? Yeah. So we'll see what tomorrow uh, holds for us. We are right. not sure if Boomer will be back. Right. Today was scheduled. Today was scheduled. 
but I think he's feeling under the weather. Yeah, we'll see. And so we will see if he'll be back tomorrow. And if not, you'll be in the seat again. I guess so. All right, Jerry. We'll I'll be see here either you. way. All right. Same here. So. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Have something to say? We'll answer the phone. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook. Better odds and favorable prices. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Welcome to the warm-up program. My name is Al Dukes. I do the intros when Jerry's not here. Jerry's very selfish and won't ever let me do the intro. So uh, <laughs> now that Jerry's not here, I will do them with Mr. CeeLo. Hi, CeeLo. Oh, good morning, Al. How are you? Jerry is out in the newsroom. He's filling in for Boomer. Yes. Who I found out uh, Saturday morning is off. I have, uh, I'm so out of the loop here. Usually no I'm out of the loop diddly. as well. Thankfully, I knew about this one, so it wasn't yeah. a last-minute situation. Yeah. Jerry, Jerry now knows to be safe. He did text me at about... I don't know, 6 o'clock last night or yeah. yesterday evening, just checking. You're in tomorrow, right? I'm like, yep, I'll yeah. be there. And you're going to do the warm-up with Al, right? Yep, I'll be there. I wrote, I wrote a uh, I wrote an, a business email to the fine folks who do the live commercial list that uh-huh. tell us what live reads. A business I go, email. Uh, yeah, I go, hey, the, why does Boomer not have any reads, uh, commercial reads on Monday? Because like, as yeah, you know, there are often many Boomer reads. Yeah, on ma- a, on many a Boomer day. reads, yeah. yes. Boomer's a, a highly sought-after uh, commercial reader. Yes. And they go, yeah, he's off. Ah. I go, okay. Can <laughs> News to me. tell me? <laughs> I only produced the show. Come on. Come on. Yeah, this was, uh, I want to say, two weeks ago or so. Two weeks I got, ago. I got the wow. odd. Uh, Boomer will now be off on Monday the 20th. Two weeks so ago. you could go ahead and just be there. I'm like, yeah, sure. No problem. All right. Well, listen, I spent a long weekend watching the Mets. Just the Mets? Uh, well, listen, I no uh, Yankees, no U.S. Open. No, no U.S. Open. Stanley Cup final game, too. You passed nope. on that. Okay. Nope, nope, nope. But I, I did watch the Mets. I watched the Mets Friday night. I watched the Mets on Saturday. I watched the Mets on Sunday. So that's why there was so much detail in your weekend recap for the yeah, Mets. Yeah, because I, uh, I was all locked you in. You were locked in. Yeah. I was locked in. I was upset that the Mets, you know, I, 
had the I put the Met game on yesterday while I was barbecuing. It was zero zero. I put it on in like the fifth inning or something. You were barbecuing with family or by yourself? Uh, me and Gina were barbecuing. Oh, okay. I saw my father for Father's Day on Saturday because they were doing a whole big thing where they don't eat till you know six thirty at night at my sister's house, and I'm I got a job to do. I got to get to bed. <laughs> Got I don't a, want to be going to job over the to come place. to where you don't know that the main host is off. But Correct. <laughs> so I did that Saturday. Got so it. yesterday I was barbecuing some ribs and I was watching some Mets game. And I was like, oh, when the, the Mets are uh, going to be cruising, uh, cruising along here. Chris Bassett was cruising along. Yeah, and they were facing a, sudden, a pretty good pitcher for the Marlins. I suppose so. And then all of a sudden, this fella Gerard and Carsi Encarnacion. I believe it's Harar. Harar. I listened to Howie Rose's call. Oh, that's interesting. Soft J. Harar. All right, because I was listening to uh, when I uh, I was watching uh, the Mets TV broadcast. Gary Cohen went with the, the hard J. I don't know if he did, but uh, on the, I did watch that. Then I watched the highlight package again this morning, mm-hmm. and the, whoever the, where the dude was doing it for the Marlins. Oh sounded really? Like he was he sounded like he won Gerard. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. We'll have to look into that then. Who knows? I would hope the Marlins folks would know. You you more would hope. so than no offense to Howie. Right. But I figure you know, also sometimes, you know, the PR departments, media relations will put out with their roster like the pronunciation yes. guide. But this was the first MLB game for this young man, so And he smacked an opposite field grand slam. Yes, he did. What a jerk. Now, I I, I never got a close-up. I saw the replay a couple times, but it was the wide shot. It looked like the fan in right field, the Met fan, made like a very casual one-handed grab of set home run. He might have missed, but it was almost like he caught it like, ah, damn, we just gave up grand slam That's, i guess i'll yeah. catch this he might have missed i couldn't tell i'd need to i would need to see a more isolated uh replay which i will try to effort but i was like wow did that dude just palm that thing like you know like it was no big deal i hate, i hope he gives it back to the marlins they could give it to this fellow it was a nice uh, thing his Maybe, first, perhaps they did his first mlb game hit a grand slam he yeah. was involved in i saw uh, scoring runs like that dude was stole all a over base. stole a base i saw uh, a big embrace with a family member i don't know if it was his mom right? after the game emotional yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so the Mets lost that one. Uh, it's a four-game series, though. They play today at the two, old wraparound series, uh, one ten p.m. Yeah. So uh, let's hope the Mets get a win, and they would win another series. If they lose, they split this series. That's which correct. Is That's not great, how but it works. We'll, take well, the it. Braves have cooled off now a little bit. So, yeah, you know. the Braves lost Friday night to the Scrub Cubs, who were had a ten-game losing streak going into that game, and they lost Saturday. How about that? And uh, I thought I was gonna pay off one part of my bet with Jerry. I told Jerry, you know, the Yankees were on such a roll. The Braves are on such a roll. I said, you know, baseball is like the stock market. If you get a lot of highs, at some point you're going to get a lot of lows. And I predicted a a, lot of lows. Yeah. Peaks and valleys. Uh, And we got a a bet where the Braves will uh, have a uh, six-game losing streak some point this season. And the Yankees will have a five-game losing streak some point this season. Or vice versa. I forget which one it is. And I thought I was onto something with the Braves losing Friday night to yeah. the Cubs, the Braves losing Saturday to the Cubs. I almost started taunting Jerry. So now is this a parlay situation where both have to happen yeah, both for you have to win to the bet? Yep. Okay. That's right. And did Jerry give you odds or this was straight up? Straight up because I was so cocky. Wow. I was originally I think Jerry telling Jerry got them, the better of that deal. Yeah, yeah. I was originally telling them both teams would have a 12-game losing streak. Come on. No. And then a listener informed me oh. that the, the last time the Yankees had a 12-game losing streak, Boy. 1908. <laughs> So I pulled back on that. Yeah, bet. yeah, yeah. Good pullback. <laughs> Let's just slice that in half. 
I just felt like, you know, I've been reading so much about the stock market lately that uh, they, they, what they tell me when it goes up, up, up. It goes down, down, down. Yeah. And we I'm were not on sure an up, up, up. It's exactly the same as that. And now we're on a down, 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 down. Big downer. Big downer. Yeah. Oh, problem. <laughs> and they say it's going to go down much more. Much more? Much more, yeah. Come on, who and says that? Financial experts I, I see on YouTube. <laughs> Great. I've been following YouTube. So all this recession talk is real? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. it's real. Great. Of course it's real. You know how expensive. You've got kids. It's very pricey to do anything. I don't even have kids. Yeah, I, I'm listen, I the, the extent of my uh business schooling was economics yeah. 101 and 102 in high school and college, I guess. I never did anything beyond that. I don't understand like people are charging exorbitant prices. Yeah. Correct? Seemingly people are paying them. Isn't yes. that supply and demand? Yeah, I guess yet, so. Yet yeah. It's tanking them. Like I don't follow how yeah. that works. If everything costs more and people are spending more money, why do they have why 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 is everything worth less on the stock? Market? Yeah, like for example, like if, if you want to go out to a restaurant on Saturday night, you have to make reservations or you're not getting in. So well, people, I guess it depends on what type of restaurant you're yeah, going to. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I see down you, the shore. You eat at the bougie restaurants. I do not eat at bougie restaurants. You don't. I'm sick of I'm 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 be, I'm, I'm becoming uh, money uh, is in the forefront now for me. Okay. No more wasting money on dumb things like restaurants. Why is that considered a dumb thing? I don't know. Because it seems... How does Gina feel about that? Well, she, she feels that I do nothing else. So the 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 least we could do is go to restaurants. Splurge on a restaurant. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I go buy a piece of salmon or have you cook it for me and charge me $50. It's stupid. Yeah. Well, you go for the experience, Al. Right, the, but when the, the experience, decor, yeah, the, uh, the vibe. That's true. Yeah, but that what was weird was during the pandemic when we were ordering out from restaurants, they were charging you the same price even though there was no vibe. Well, they had to keep themselves in right. business. Right, everyone's yeah. got to be in business. Pay the staff. Yeah. What's weird is like now, if you're a business that doesn't, your costs haven't even gone up because of, uh, you, you know, supplies or they'll just they still can raise prices. They go all. Oh, well, how do you know that that particular business well, like, costs haven't? Like gone I got a, I got a. Isn't email. everything costing more? But here, I got an email from my uh, my phone company, my uh-huh. my cellular telephone. They go, your bill's gonna go up six dollars next month. You know, cost. What costs? What what went up for you that now you're raising my price? I'm this, sure something. Yeah. Bull crap. I don't know what it is, but it's something. Total bull crap. By the way, we got to get Francisco Lindor's mom at all these games. Yeah, that worked out nice. That guy's showing off in front of his mother. He was. I mean, listen, he's he's been pretty productive most of the season, but yes, mom shows up, hits a couple of home runs. He hit a home run Friday. He yeah. hit a home run Saturday. Right. Had an RBI yesterday. Yes, he did. Now, this was her first time seeing him, they said, as a Met, so she has seen him play right. baseball yes. before. Yes, uh, She's in a wheelchair. She? Oh, it's tough okay. for her to get around. I was going to say, where was she last year? I didn't know about the I don't wheelchair. Know. Okay, that, yeah. I, feel, I feel a little or maybe she feel bad. Maybe she couldn't travel. Got Who it. knows? But she got there this year, and boy, he was showing off for mom. Sure was. That's what you like to see. Yeah. That's what you got to do. You got to raise your game when you've got uh, family and friends in attendance. Right. We had Francisco Lindor raising his game when his mom was there. We had Starling Marte when he came back from uh, uh, bereavement, bereavement from yeah. the death of his grandmother. He was on fire. Yeah. These families are very influential. Sure. Emotion plays a role. It sure does. You know? Really with mothers. Mothers. Well, mothers and sons. And, yeah. Mo- it's, a, it's a bond between mothers and sons. You get it with the dads sometimes. Is that right? Yeah, sure. People always claim. Especially with, in, in, with the golf, the fathers. Oh, that's true. The, yeah. 
fathers and Matt things. Fitzpatrick had his whole family there yesterday up in Brookline. Never heard of Matt, Matthew Fitzpatrick. Until, and the guy yeah, until won this the, morning. He won the U.S. Open, yeah. Yeah, he's been around a while. Never heard of him. I will say this is his first win as a pro on U.S. soil, so perhaps that's why you would not heard of him. It's weird with golf. Like Guys come out of nowhere to like beat Tiger Woods and like, you know, beat these all these sure, guys. Sure, well, on any given week, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. You, you win the tournament, you beat, like, in this case, there was, like, 150 dudes yeah. in the tournament, and they ended, after the cut, I think it was 65. You beat 100 and... Now, did you uh, see dudes. any of the footage of this? Like, did you get a look at him? No. Okay. I, I saw a still photo I was curious, because he's 27, and he's got braces top and bottom, which is unusual for a man of that age. I'm not uh, knocking him. Right. But, you know. Maybe, listen, he's like, you know what? He I looks like a baby. Fixed. Yeah, he doesn't look 27. Yeah, and then his uh, caddy's an older, you know, older. Yeah, gray been around beard, a long time. Grayish yeah. beard. Kissed the flag after he won. Took the flag, the 18th flag, and kissed the it. caddy. Did yeah, he did because he's like finally. I think it was his first major as a caddy. Got if it. I'm not mistaken. Got it. I did like the other dude though who was playing. Let me. I, I wrote yeah. his name down. Yeah. And then Grayson Murray. Sure. No, no one knows much about him until yesterday. Yeah. So he threw his putter on one hole, chucked it into the the brush there. And then in a different hole, he snapped the club over his knee. I believe it was his two iron. Yeah. Had himself a rough day. Now, I did see some some tweets. I forget who originally wrote about how it was very, uh, it was like a tribute to Father's Day because like fathers who are not pro golfers on the golf course get very frustrated. Yeah. So this was like, hey, for Father's Day. I'm sure that's what he was going for. I'm going to have the same reaction (laughs) that these guys did. Yeah. And Phil Mickelson didn't make the cut. Shocker. Shocking. Guy hadn't played. He played one event prior to this. He played the first live event in London. Other than that, nothing for four or five months. Yeah. He really stood no shot. I guess. But but, but it seemed like he was pretty well received. The word was a lot of support and people. There were a few negative comments mixed in, yeah. but mostly positive for him. I'm not sure how I feel about that whole live golf thing because uh, in one thing, I like to uh, not like Saudi Arabia. Sure. Right? We're Americans. Mm-hmm. We don't like uh, Iran, Iraq, Saudi Arabia. It's in our France. Like, it's in our DNA. <laughs> well, France I'm not sure I'd put France on I would. the list with the other countries. You just in 1986, mentioned. France would not let us use their airspace to go bomb Libya and Gaddafi. <clears throat> All right. Those punks, and I'll never this go. This turned to, dark. I will never go to Paris. <laughs> Started with a 27-year-old Englishman with braces, and here we are talking bombings. I will. Gina went to foreign relations. Gina went to France a couple weeks ago. Yeah, seems like she's done a lot of traveling. She's yeah, she's all over the place. You want to go to France? No. Why? I go because that I gave her that thing. Still holding a grudge. Yeah, Yeah. I said I'm still holding a grudge. (laughs) I said you go over there and you ask some of the French. (laughs) Yeah, get back to me on that. Yeah, why they wouldn't let us use their airspace. Right. I need my I need a reason. Yeah. I need an explanation before I'll go over there. I know it was great. Then when we did go over and bomb Libya, we accidentally hit something from France. Accidentally. Quote unquote. Accidentally. Accidentally. Next time you let us use your airspace. We just wanted to fly over your stupid country. Yeah. All right. To Easy. go bomb Libya and Gaddafi. And we got him. Got it. We okay. got him. Now, uh, the only thing I think of when I hear Libya is Back to the Future. The what Libyans. Did, what did they do in Back to the Future? I don't that really remember. That was the ones uh, Doc Brown cut the deal with for the plutonium that he stole. He stole <laughs> from them, and then they came after him. The Libyans were after the him? The Libyans, yeah. I don't, I don't Marty, I don't know that. how they found me, but they found me. The Libyans and they, got they me. they shoot him, and then Marty gets in the DeLorean, and that's how he ends up going back into the past. Oh, okay. 1955, I believe it was. Anyway, yes. proceed. Uh, I see Max Scherzer's supposed to come back. Uh, yeah, rehab starts tomorrow, I believe. Yeah, they said it, it is possible that he could pitch Sunday. 
against the Marlins. Right. So if his rehab start goes well and he's, you know, stretched out enough and after the fact feels good, rather than make another rehab start, they'll just throw him out there against the Marlins on the weekend. I got a weird vibe about him and uh, the, the injuries this year. I don't know. A weird vibe? Yeah, Meaning like, you think this isn't the, the last yeah. of it? I do. I mean, I the, do think that the odds, I would say, are probably in in your favor. Really? Well, that a guy's going to get injured again? Not just for. Well, look at Tyler McGill. Just got hurt his second time before the All Star break. He's going to miss yep. another month. Shut it down. The Grom hasn't come back. I mean, these guys get hurt all the time. Are you kidding me? Then I saw Manny Machado get hurt this yes. weekend. That uh, looked ugly, but I think just an ankle sprain. Mookie Betts got hurt this weekend. Guys get hurt. It happens. They're fragile. Uh, yeah. Some in some cases fragile. they are. And then we finally found out what happened with with Eduardo Escobar. Yeah, this is a very strange situation. They said uh, he went to the hospital. He had left his te- the teammates were very concerned. He had a headache with dizziness, and he had pressure in his ears. Yeah, he revealed some of the details. I guess either after think, Friday's yeah, game, yeah, after or, Friday's, and then game. he ended up playing Saturday, and went hitless. I think he's over his last fourteen or something. Is like that, that right? But, yeah, I don't know. It was strange the way Buck was very kind of cagey about it. Maybe that's just his MO. You know, he cited HIPAA at one point. Yes, HIPAA laws. Non-workplace event was a little bizarre. Right, he, which is weird because he, he felt it at right. the ballpark. Well, that's what we I was at I was at SNY Thursday night. We were trying to decipher all of this. So what we were saying was maybe because it wasn't like his job is on the field as a baseball player. So if he was feeling the symptoms in the clubhouse, technically like work, yes, he's in his place of work, but he's not doing his I don't gotcha. know. Gotcha. And Buck, you know, well, legally, I can't say much more, you know. It was just strange. So so your radar goes up, and all of a sudden, you start asking questions about what might have happened. Right. Especially because the Mets have had a litany, a history of bizarre injury-related things. So, they But, sure I mean, it have. sounds like he just had a little bit of a scary experience. They had to go get him checked out. And, and he's good. Put he's him through back. the battery of tests, as they say, and he's all, all right. right for now. All right. Yeah. Let's take a quick break here. Uh, Jerry... With Geo yeah. this morning with Boomer out at Geo 6 o'clock. Jerry. When we come back, we'll do a little Yankees. I've got some other around the MLB type things. <laughs> and I have uh, some other, uh, some really other terrific items for you. <laughs> Perfect, you thought this was a different song, didn't you? Not necessarily. I just it sounded familiar. A lot of people think it's Tom Petty. Yeah, I, I can see that. And who is it? The Jayhawks. He ripped them off. The J- uh, he ripped them off? Yeah, that's right. This wow. Song was first. Okay. May Tom Petty rest in peace. I don't want a bad mouth. Of course. Yeah. Jayhawks are a terrific man. You didn't go to the McCartney show, did you? No. no. Not for you. Not no, it's enough. <laughs> it's enough with the Beatles. It's the Beatles were 100 years ago. We got the documentaries. Uh-huh. All, uh, it's enough. Okay. I What's can't the cutoff? How many take years? These Beatles anymore? <laughs> well, I went to see Paul McCartney in 1989, and I was all pumped up for Beatles songs. All right, but I just at it's, the time. I, guess I can't do it anymore. All right, especially like Brings Paul McCartney. Yeah, Paul McCartney's got these long songs. Like Bruce Springsteen does this too, and I don't like it. Especially if somebody's got a, a large catalog of songs, right? And you know they're going to be on stage yeah. for let's say two and a half or three hours. The more songs, the better. Yeah. But Bruce Springsteen does the this marathons, as well. The marathons, yeah. These songs. 10th Avenue freeze out goes for 12 minutes. I don't need yeah. it. I don't need Hey Jude. Right. Or, uh, you know. On and on and on, on and on and right. on. Just like. It's like they're bleeding clock. Yeah, let's go. Right. The chewing <laughs> clock. <Yeah. laughs> we'll just run the ball here. <laughs> 
Right, Tenth Avenue freeze out into yeah. jungle land. It's right. like, oh my god, <laughs> get to the other songs and play yeah, them you fast. Don't, you got patience for nothing, so yeah, I can see you, you want you want to keep it, you know, quick and snappy. Yeah. let's cut through that that set list there. Yeah, I've lost my patience for right. that for right. that sort of thing. Uh, the Yankees, uh, CeeLo, they were on their way to a nice, uh, would have been a sweep of yep. the Blue Jays, yeah, in Toronto. That's right. And then all of a sudden, the old bullpen imploded. Yeah, it happens, you know. What, they have a uh, five-run lead uh, leading into the bottom of the sixth, and they end up losing 10-9. Right, the home, the uh, grand slam for Gurriel. Off and of then Castro, the, who yes. I love, Miguel Castro. Yes. Aaron Boone was not pleased with some of the non-strike calls he felt contributed to that. Oh, but, is that right? Know, yeah. That's so what he said. Miguel Castro was... So uh, he got squeezed a little bit. Squeezed. And then all of a sudden, here comes... Guriel, and then the next thing you know, the ball's in the seats. Grand slam. Yes, and then Teoscar Hernandez gets Wandy Peralta. Though the Yankees again scratched and clawed back a little bit. They Rizzo did. with a pinch. I really thought he was going to come through there in the ninth as he worked out. Honestly, when they got to, when it became a three ball, ended up 3-2 count, first base open, I honestly thought they might walk him because he's been so good yeah. late and close, as they like to say with the analytics. Plus, I think Marvin Gonzalez was on deck. So if you give me my choice of who I'd rather face, I would rather face Marvin Gonzalez. But pitcher made a good pitch, actually went breaking ball on 3-2 and rolled over, game over. Yep. And game ending ground out. <laughs> Happens. Right, he had a, and then uh, Rizzo had a grand slam Friday. Yeah. Along with Pete Alonso, the two first basemen had yes. grand slams. Yes. That's pretty cool. I forget what was the it had been had it ever happened where a man and a Yankee hit grand I forget there was a, either know. it hadn't happened or hadn't happened in a long time but I I I saw a quote someone caught up with uh, Pete Alonso after the game and they told him about it he goes that is sick <laughs> <laughs> yeah I could see that yeah sick dude sick, bro you see that GM <laughs> if you if you watch the uh, Mets games on SNY they run a commercial that Pete Alonso's in where he's like in some dude's car yeah. And the guy gets in the car and Pete Alonso's in there. He looks like such a like surfer dude where he's like, Yeah. You see him reading the lines in the commercial. Dude, that's sick. Yeah. Which is funny because he's a Florida kid. He's not a California kid. Oh, he is. Well, Florida I guess they similar. do some, but he was um he's Gulf Coast. He's a Tampa guy. Do they oh, is do that right? surfing down in the Tampa area? Oh, they do, do they? surfing. I don't know. I imagine, yeah, the Gulf I don't know. Coast. Yeah, they're surfing. I guess. There's I think California there. when I th- when I think of surfing, I think West Coast, California. And Bradley Beach, New Jersey. I see surfers. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, is it really a thing? Like, I know they do it. No, it's not a culture. Yeah, right. There's definitely a culture out there. When I was uh, visiting uh, San Diego a couple years back, uh, there there are people that just live in their vans. Down by the river. By the ocean. (laughs) And live in there just so that they live in their vans and their vans have, uh, like, stoves. Sure. It's basically like a small RV. Yeah. Yeah. And then they just park there. Sure. In front of multi-million dollar homes. And they surf all day. They're very economical. Yeah. Why not? Who needs the multi-million dollar home? Right. Now you buy a multi-million dollar home and some dude with the surfboards living in front of your house. Yeah. They've got the the system figured out. Yeah, they do. Mm -hmm. But they don't seem to be bothering anyone. They're just out there surfing all day, man. I don't think surfing dudes really bother anyone. Yeah. I wish I was into some things like that. Like guys who surf... And are really surfers dedicated to it. They just seem like they live in a casual, nothing. Like, yeah, well, you kind of have to have that mentality, right? If you're riding these monster, well, you can yeah. see these videos every now and then of the dudes riding. You know, they, they're like a speck on the video, and the waves like a yes. you know, hundred feet through or whatever high, and they're just yeah, okay. 
Bring it on. <laughs> but like you ask that guy who's living in his van by the, by the Pacific by the ocean. ocean. Yeah. That guy don't have a care in the world no. that we're in inflation, that gas is $5 a Probably gallon. Probably not even aware. That the stock market is crashing. He's like, whatever, bro. Losing his own little bubble. Right. Losing <laughs> his own world. He might realize that chicken cost him a little more to fry <laughs> up in his van. But other than that, he's living a nice life for yes, himself. It's not bad. Josh, John, jo, jo, Josh Donaldson had a bit of an interesting game yesterday. Got drilled in the first inning. Wasn't happy about it. Was ticked. Slammed yeah. the bat down. But to his credit, he didn't, you know, stare out at the pitcher. He didn't, he didn't say anything. He just slammed the bat and jogged down to first base. Then got That's picked off. Wow. Then homered. Yeah. And, and, I did and see he the gave Yankees. you the bad flip, and he yeah. he went with the, it was more of a bad toss. And yes. did you catch this? The little little the, the pan tug after he <laughs> tossed the bat, and he was kind of staring. Did you see it was one no. side and then the other? They'll play it later on on CBS Sports Network. You'll see a little little pan tug. Is that one, right? Well, not at the same time. It was I think it was the right and then the left. I was like, ah, oh, it's. I haven't seen that one recently. And I did take notice the Yankees dugout was seemed very happy for him. You know, there was this talk of well, when you're winning games, now all is well. Oh, as is that good? Winning, is that right? You no, know? yeah, just win, baby. As long as you're hitting home runs, all is good. He's in only the world. hit six. I mean, but yeah. the team obviously continues to hit the ball and play well for the most part. I know they lost yesterday, but yeah, things have gone very well for them. And how about this? Clay Holmes, I saw, broke Mariano Rivera's uh, franchise record with 29th straight scoreless appearance. So the one run he's given up this yeah. year was in his first appearance of the season. Wow. And he has not been scored upon since. So right now, is he better than Mariano Rivera? Come on. That's got to be the question. No, it You have to ask yourself don't, that. No, you don't. You don't. Sports talk debate. No. I might put a poll out. You'll be very surprised. <laughs> I won't. I last time we did this, I don't remember what the topic was, but you and I disagreed on what the percentage would be. <laughs> yeah, and I won in a landslide. Oh yeah, right. I, I don't remember what what it was. Same. But you were just like, no, nah, no, nah, it's not gonna. I'm like, you watch. And I think <laughs> I even undersold it. I think I might have guaranteed like seventy percent. It was over eighty like or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was over eighty yeah, something yeah. percent. Yeah. But go ahead, by all means, if you want to lose again. Clay Holmes didn't blow the World Series after nine eleven. Oh stop. That we know. That oh, we know. God. Thank you, Clay that's Holmes. Like, that's the same as, well, it's not the same because they're on much different scales. But, like, um, was it Thursday night's game with Edwin Diaz? It must have been. Where he gave up a couple of blue pits. The the series finale against the Brewers. I don't know if you oh, watched right. the game. Of where they ended up, they, they tried to score, and the Mets threw him out at home. And a frog in my throat here. And people, oh, Diaz almost blew the game. I'm like, he gave up two, like, bloop singles. The second one was such a bloop that it took Nick Plummer a year to run to the ball because it, it was one of those bloopers off the righty bat down the right field line when it hits, and then it takes, like, a hard right turn and over towards the stands. It's like, are we going to kill the guy because he right. gave up a couple of bloop hits? You know, if he gave up a missile line drive that happened to get caught by the left fielder, hey, Diaz did his job. Hey, you know, did come a on. great job. So, listen, as That's excruciating fair. as that was in 2001, there wasn't a lot of hard contact in that in that game. Is that right? Tony Womack, I believe, had the hard contact. I think he had, was it a triple down the line? But the game winner, I mean, honestly. He, he totally saws off Luis Gonzalez and it's right. a little bloop, bloop out into center Sometimes field. it just lands it, I maintain where it lands. that if Derek Jeter was healthy, yeah. he clearly was not, I think he would have had a chance to run that ball down. Well, so but put, his legs were just shot. So put a little bit of that 9-11 loss <clears throat> on Jeter. I like it. I know. I just, I mean, it is what it is. You're going to watch that Jeter documentary? Of course. You're, you're going to be locked in oh, for that. Oh, yeah. July 18th. Hook, the line, and they don't even need to, like, 
They don't even need to advertise it to me. Yeah. Just I'm made You're aware. In. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in as well. I love a sports documentary. Well, and also I'm curious. I'm, cur- uh, I'm curious. Um, I want to see. I'm very. I will admit that the one thing from the previews and the teases that definitely drew me in because they didn't give you all of it yeah. is A Rod. Yep. I want to see what he's going to say. I'm actually a little surprised he's in it. Yes. Um, because that. That relationship, man, I hope we get a little more of a peek behind the curtain. And I saw a clip, I guess they had a, like a viewing party for this or, a, I don't know, Jeter and all the people that were involved had some yeah. sort of some bash. And I saw him say, you know, it was, it was interesting taking a look back in my career. I never allowed myself to do it while I was playing. So that leads me to believe he's going to be a little bit more open and candid in what he has to say. Yes. So maybe we get a little bit more information. I hope so. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I'll be DVRing that or however they say. Uh, I think that's what they say still. DVRing isn't it? What it else you? do you say? Recording Record. it, videoing T-bow it. Tebow it. <laughs> Remember VCR. when I was oh, I just Tebowed it. Yeah. Well, they <laughs> Whatever lost. happened to Tebow? I don't know. <laughs> They're gone. They're still out there. Eddie's a Tivo guy. <laughs> really? That yeah. still exists. Oh, he's, he's yeah, he's locked attention. in, but okay. he, he is a Tivo guy. <laughs> I didn't know it even yeah. existed. Oh, yeah, it still exists. Oh, unless you had the original, like, does the original equipment still work? I don't know, but they've See, updated. I, need to, get, I they've, need to get his attention. They've updated their programming, all uh, that stuff. All right. But Eddie loves the TiVo. Interesting. All right, let's take a quick break. Uh, at the top of the hour, Gio is here. Boomer's out today, so Mr. Jerry Recco will be in. We come back. I got some more baseball oh, items. More baseball, I see a football, football item. I see an NBA item. <laughs> yeah. I see. I even see an interesting USFL item. Is How that right? That? Yes. Wow. Okay. So we'll be back very shortly. Home of Tiki three three four get hired. I'm Karen Stewart with the SupplyHouse.com Fan Highway Patrol. Welcome back to the Warm Up Program. I'm here with CeeLo today. What up, CeeLo? I'm great. How are you? Jerry will be up here at the six o'clock with uh, Geo Boomer is out today. I just asked you how are you. I did that at the top. Why would I ask you how again? You? It's very strange. I see Buzz Lightyear didn't do so well at the box office. Really? Yeah. Huh. I wonder what that's about. My kid's going to see it for a birthday party tomorrow. A number of theories behind uh, 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 why that is. We have a little controversy? I'm sure not see. I'm like got my head buried. Oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. See, yeah, you walked me right into this one. You figured like, oh, let me, t- let me tee up, let me tee up CeeLo with the kid movie, and he'll that'll get his attention. But, however, there's a hidden agenda here. <laughs> what do we got? Go ahead. Well, it's not. I'm just saying. This is what some of the theories are. I've not heard any of these theories. Number one, Mr. Tim Allen is not it, and a lot of people see Tim Allen as Buzz, Buzz Lightyear. Lightyear. Sure. Uh, that's a, that, is, that would be a big factor for me. Yeah, that's a big factor. But evidently, are you a uh, Toy Story uh, series guy? Not well. The first one, this the second. You've not and third. seen. You've not seen I, any other one. I may have seen the second. They're one. They're actually very good. I I've heard. Say. Yes. Yes. I think the fourth one's actually my favorite. There's four. Say. Yes. Well, well, now there's four plus the the spinoff. The spinoff. Wow, yeah. that's a lot. That's the a lot of films. The fourth one came out like I want to say I think it was 2019 before COVID. Is Tim Allen in that? Yes. So is Tom Hanks. All the the usual folks, yeah. Tim Allen is not in this one, supposedly, because of his uh, political views and his uh, supporting of the Republican conservative uh, side of things. So they... So this wasn't a situation where he was just like, I don't want to be part of this. They actually blackballed him from playing Buzz Lightyear in this Buzz Lightyear spinoff. That's what I have uh, read. That is uh, Mm. what I am to believe. Reading between the lines. Uh, Well, I'm not sure we're reading between the lines or they told him that was yeah but i'm saying no one's actually i'm sure from the 
production company or studio yeah. come out and said, ah, oh, we told Tim no because of this. Right. Right. They probably gave the, well, eh, it's been know. great working with him. Yes. You know, we have nothing but respect. However, at this time, we're going in a different yeah, direction. Yeah, different direction. PR spin talk. Correct. Yeah. Now, All right. Secondly, there was this whole thing about the Disney uh, and the, the Disney woke culture and uh, people are fighting against that. And thirdly, there is a girl-on-girl -girl kiss in this cartoon. Is that right? Yes. Interesting. This scared away some parents, evidently. All right. So, uh, Buzz Lightyear, very controversial film, CeeLo. You know, I'm, I'm not going to say Disney films in general are controversial, but over the years, mm -hmm. some of the topics and the scenes and the things that have happened in them you would yeah. think a little progressive for a kid's movie. Is that right? sometimes it goes over your head a little bit but yeah. if you look hard enough it's there okay I'm hit the cough button like boom yeah. here before i choke and <laughs> die ahead. on the air i think top gun though continues to dominate people love tom cruise flying airplanes yeah i've heard nothing i have not heard i'm sure if i looked hard enough i could yeah. find it i've not heard anybody knock this movie yet. same nothing and yet, yet i asked you you have zero zero interest, interest. I don't need to see Tom Cruise flying around. I, I, if it's not a murder documentary, I've got <laughs> out. no interest. And a documentary, not even a, yeah, not even like a, a drama series no. based around a murder. It has no. to be something that actually happened in real life. Correct. Okay. Now, how about a dramatized version of of something that really happened? I'll, I'll, no. What I'll do is I will no. take some. <laughs> no. <there's> a... <laughs> no. So you didn't watch the you didn't watch Cuba Gooding Jr. as OJ? You no chance. Really? No. Wow. I can't watch it. Definitely can't watch that. That was pretty good. And the John Travolta looked weird in it. I'm not watching that because I I know the whole. I thought he looked like uh, Shapiro a little bit. I, I they know, did a pretty good job. With it. I know the whole story of the OJ thing. I yeah, don't need. Yeah, to but see. yet, did you watch the OJ Made in America, the thirty the documentary? Yes, for sure. Well, if you knew the story, why'd you watch that? Uh, because I wanted to see if I missed something. Oh come on. That was also very good, by the way. I will take, like, on the Discovery Channel, ID Channel, they'll do a lot of these murder series. There is a, there is dramatizations within, but they talk to the real people about it. So that I'll accept. Like reenactments. Reenactments. I Got will it. accept reenactments. We don't have footage of the murder taking place, but right, let's reenact it. Yeah. Got it. And then in between, they talk to the real people involved. That I'm interested you're on, in. You're on board with that. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Angel's uh, pitcher, Michael Lorenzen. <laughs> nice transition. So he beamed the Justin Upton in the head, not on purpose. And he came right out and slammed Major League Baseball for the slick baseballs. Yeah. And says he doesn't know what's going on with Major League Baseball continually changing balls. Yes. Well, this has been a theme for a while yeah. now. He's not the only guy that's had He's something picked. to say about it. Well, I, I mean, listen, I get it, you know, because, A, obviously you could seriously injure somebody. You don't want that on your conscience. No. If it's deemed, if they decide ah, it's intentional, you could get suspended. Or you could, you know, start a situation where the other team's not looking to retaliate, get one of your own guys hurt, or the, they get mad at you for the possibility of, hey, you hit this guy, now they're going to come after us. So there's a, well, there's a big trickle-down effect with that. You know who's also ticked? Justin Upton. He got hit in the head yeah, with a fastball. Right. That's that, I, I get that. Yeah. And he's probably ticked at this Lorenzen, even though he didn't really mean to do it. Right. Because you never know. I mean, is the, Mets, there some intent? the Mets continue to get hit a lot, but they oh, yeah. had early in the season. It was, a, you know, it's like, what are we doing here? And not necessarily that a lot of that was intentional, but it's like, you know, well, we got to protect our guys here. We can't be having guys get injured and go out of the lineup. Yeah, watching the Mets game Friday, I think it was Friday night's game. 
they got hit by a couple more balls. Yeah. They're not even getting out of the way anymore, the Mets. The <laughs> ones that are like going towards their feet and whatever they're yeah, like. We'll take, yeah, we'll take we'll the base. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think uh Lindor got hit on like a breaking ball that just oh, yeah, that's, dropped down yeah, right, on, take his, advantage right of that. on his thigh. Especially oh on his thigh, okay. Yeah. Especially if you've got the uh you know the, the shin the leg guard yeah. on and the toe guard. If you get a little breaking ball, you just Well Nimmo got hit no with problem. one in uh the elbow that looked rough and he had a rough time speeding down. But when you look at the replay, hit right in the padding. He was loaded up right with that big elbow pad. Usually it's the opposite. You've got the big padding on, and it finds the spot that's not padded. The other area. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, and Reds pitcher Graham Ashcraft. Ashcraft. <laughs> Ashcraft. He was asked to remove his wedding ring yeah, this is, what while is the, pitching. Why? Because it was too much shine? No. It was on his glove hand. Okay. So it was hidden te- in the glove. Yeah, but well, it could be. But technically, you have that open space. Yeah. So, and if it's showing, and as you come through, whatever, if let's say he was righty, it could be Glaring. considered a distraction to the hitter. That was, was not. The, what was that the was not the reasoning? They checked, uh, you know, the usual checking for sticky stuff. And when he took his hand, they he they asked for his other hand as well. And when he took his hand out, they go, "You're not allowed to wear a ring." Really? Yeah. That they were. I didn't a, know that. It's was a, a thing. rule that they haven't been enforcing. Huh. But they're now enforcing it again. And they had just told the managers of the baseball teams and the Reds manager, who I forget who that is, he uh, said, uh, yeah, I, I didn't really mention it to I the don't. players because I didn't think it was a big deal. <laughs> What's the thought process on enforcing it now that, that it's a they far- could put sticky stuff, stuff on the it, ring? That it is a foreign object in your glove that's not just your hand. That's a bit much. Yeah. I mean, I get. look, I guess in, in light of everything that's gone on, they don't want to take any chances. Yep. But- like how Ryan Fitzpatrick played NFL quarterback with a wedding ring. Right? Yeah. You know, and, and a lot like, of these guys like myself have these, you know, the silicone rings. Yeah. Now. I like those. It's, you know, they come in and on and off pretty easy and they don't get stuck on your finger forever. Right. Like you got to get some oil or grease to get it off. Correct. Did you happen to see if his was a, like a, a metal of some sort or was it one of these? I didn't rubber, see it. No? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Oh. I assume it was a regular ring cause he's been wearing it for, Ever pitching, and it's not a new rule, but one that they've decided. Let's start enforcing this bad boy. Of all the rules to enforce, yeah. there was a big meeting, and they went, "What about this? These dudes wearing red wedding rings in their gloves." I could understand certainly on the pitching hand, you know, like, well, why do we let the batters wear all these big chains? Those glow in the. Th- I could yeah. be, if I was a pitcher, I'd be a pain in the. Ne- I'd be like this. This batter, it's shining it's off. Distracting. It's distracting off his yeah. medallion. I don't know. It's always been a thing with pitchers, you know, like you can't wear um, if there's the rules about colors of the gloves, two tone glove, yeah. you know, usually you're not allowed to wear white sleeves because the same as the ball. So yeah. there's those, those rules even go trickle down to little league and high school, right. but I never heard the one about the ring. Well, don't wear that wedding. All ring. Right. Quick break here. Uh, then we have one story left and then uh, Gio and Jerry at the top. But first, CeeLo's got a sportsman topic of some Oh, well, sort. Amy Lawrence has oh, a sportsman right? topic on uh, an Englishman breaking through in the U.S. Open. Oh. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Oh, we'll probably got one more story here before Gio and Jerry take you from 6 to 10 a.m. Take your long. time, Al. Long four hours. I don't know how you guys do it. It's freaking long. <laughs> By the way, if you're wondering uh, how uh, ratings compare for uh, basketball and hockey, oh, here we go. 
last week with uh, Jerry, I revealed that the uh, hockey, the Rangers, the Lightning series had uh, 2.4 million viewers. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the NBA final, so it was different. Probably not that much different, but go ahead. 12.4 million. Yeah. That's 10 million more. Not shocked. So all you people But the like, NBA conference semifinals were not nearly as much. Oh, is that right? How much? I think 5.8. Oh, oh, okay. Oh. We went over that, remember? Oh, Evidently, oh. he forgot. I did not. I remember now that you tell me you're right. <laughs> hmm. And he said, so only double. Yeah. That's Still. fine. All right. Take your shots. No I like worries. this, what the USFL is doing. But, uh, of course, NFL would never do this because I'm sure it would break some sort of union rules. <laughs> they had these uh, two worst teams uh, that are whoever would get the first uh, pick. Yeah. And they're playing each other. You got to win. Then, uh, yeah. They're, get in order to get the pick, you have to win. I do like that. Right. You know, if they tried this in the NFL, it'd be like lawyers would be involved. Well, because they'd have to tack on an extra game. WFAN and WFAN FM and HD1, New York. An Odyssey station.